Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast, I guess, or the FigCast. I don't know what to call it anymore at this point. Um, I am joined by two uh, people who have been uh, spearheading the FI action and also the call for redress for all Football Index users and doing some awesome stuff. Um, uh, Matt Zarb's cousin, how are you, mate? I'm great, thanks. I think this is actually now the FI Action podcast, just so we can get that clear. Is that all right? <laughs> the take, the takeover, the takeover. I mean, look, it's a, it's a feed full of subscribers um, that are Football Index users or former Football Index users. So uh, anything that can further the cause, I suppose, is the uh, is is the is the is the name of the game. Uh, you heard a laugh there. It's ASP as well with us. How are you, mate? I'm uh, I'm good, thanks, Fig. Uh, yeah. Just having a laugh now, remembering how good this was when it was a regular thing. Unfortunately, one more thing that was taken from us. Yeah, I think, you know, when um, when everything went into the ground, I think a lot of the nice messages I got was, oh, I'm going to miss the, the community, the camaraderie, the content, just as much as um, just as much I'll, I'll miss the, the actual platform, which is which is super nice. Um, but I suppose it's been a while now, like almost seven or six or seven months since since that's happened. But um, hoping everyone out there is is doing well as well as they can be after kind of a very turbulent year, especially with the uh, FI things that have happened. Um, I guess we'll start by kind of overviewing what's what's happened since we last spoke. And I think the last time one of you was on air with me was uh, Matt when we last had an MP letter to kind of send out. And you have just tweeted from FI Action, I don't know if it's you or, or one of the FI Action team, have just tweeted uh, a new letter. So I, I'd love for you to start off um, underlining exactly what that is and why people should be, should be getting out there and doing that. Yeah, sure. So... Um... Obviously, last time around, we wanted to draw attention to the, the Malcolm Sheehan inquiry or review of what happened uh, in the collapse of Football Index. And we wanted MPs to be aware that that was taking place and ready to respond to whatever the findings might be if regulatory failure was uh, was basically a, a conclusion of that review, then we'd want them to push the government for redress on, on behalf of people that have, that have been harmed. So. Um, so that was the first phase. We've now had the, the Malcolm Sheehan review. There are obviously some MPs that have committed to pushing for redress already um, off, off the back of the fact that uh, the, the, the review found that there was failure of the Gambling Commission, failure of, of the FCA. Um, but now what we want to do is get as many MPs as possible pushing for redress based on the outcome of the Malcolm Sheehan uh, review, but also highlighting some of the omissions from that review and revelations that have uh, come to light since that review was published. And if we can get as many um, MPs to, to support the call for redress, uh, to meet with people who have been harmed, uh, to uh, contact Chris Philp, the gambling minister, on, on behalf of their constituents who have been harmed, and uh, attached to the template letter on our on our website uh, is 750 letters from from football index users who are all telling their stories uh, how it's impacted their lives so i think you know we've made it as easy as possible for people to contact their mp just go to cleanupgambling.com forward slash fi 
and fire off a letter to your MP. And if they do want to meet, then absolutely take take them up on the offer of a meeting. It can can be a virtual meeting. It can be over Zoom. But I think it's really important they put faces to the stories. They know that this, these are real people that have been harmed and uh, you know from all walks of life. And the the, the ultimate ask in, in in this particular strand of uh, of action is uh, to try to get the MP to pressure Chris Philp to look again at you know, providing redress for consumers who have been let down by by this by this terrible regulatory framework and mistakes from from the Gambling Commission and from the FCA. Awesome. And yeah, I think it's super important to do that letter. Like even if you are cynical in terms of our chances of getting money back in any way, which form, like I think, you know, myself and ASP both uh, being impacted here financially, um, I I honestly don't know our chances of redress, but I'm going to do it because like no matter how uh, busy I am or, or, or kind of things I've got going on in my life like I, I can put aside five minutes to 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 send that letter and I think like everyone should be able to no matter no matter what um what happens um like just just like do do everything you can uh, until the very end essentially whether we we know what the the kind of conclusion to this story is going to be in 12 18 months or whatever just do everything you can but asp i'd, I'd love to to get any more uh final thoughts on, on just that letter specifically before we move into i guess some of the revelations just to kind of um bring to attention to as many people some of the things that have brought to have been brought to the community's attention from the report standpoint yeah um well i think most of most of it's been said by matt i guess it's your responsibility now, I not you, the community. You know, it's your responsibility now, and a huge amount of work has been put in by a lot of people. I don't think people realise me and Matt, especially. You know, in an alternate scenario, football index would have gone under. We would have kind of been scraping around, like trying to do what we could do, but realistically, nothing would have happened. Uh, but we're lucky to be in a situation where. You know, we had it. We had, and we're able to influence via Matt a government review. We've got Lead A, which is a separate thing. I know, which we'll get onto probably. You know, a, a law firm who've done a huge amount of work. So, what you just said, I guess I'll just touch on. I'm sure this will come up now because I saw it in the questions. I don't. I don't like some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter. Not in the majority, but more than a minority about you know, whether we will get redressed, what are the chances, like, oh, you know, I'm not sure, I'm losing hope. That stuff just needs to go now because the 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 probability of us getting redressed is directly correlated to the amount people are willing to put in their time and effort and be determined to fight for it, mm. even after this letter. Because, you know, it may well be that we write this letter and maybe we get a pushback, but there are other avenues. Like, this is this isn't... If you want redress, as I said before, and I think in a tweet, you've got to be prepared now and just generally to be resolute in your mind that you're going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to get it. And if you're not, then you're wasting a lot of people's time. Read the read the 750 letters when because you get an email reply back when you sent this letter to the MPs. You'll see the attachments. Read them, and even if for you it's not a big deal, read them for the sake of other people. Because you're not doing this, 
is really impactful to other people who have it's been devastating for so you need to do it for them and you need to do it for yourself and to be honest yeah I, I would like to just see us lose all this sort of waffle around it get it done and, and get up for it and if everyone if everyone genuinely genuinely is then I'm pretty sure we'll get somewhere but if a lot of people kind of aren't then it's 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 probably not going to happen and if, if it's that's not a big deal for you you know fair enough but that's going to really really devastate a significant handful of people for life so that's not an option for me i think really well said great team talk there something any manager would be proud of um i kind of wanted to rattle because i think there is a, a lack of clarity within the community of how uh redress can be can be can be found matt and I'd, I'd love to go through with you what and I think we've mentioned this on another podcast so I apologize if we're walking over old ground but for me at first it was kind of like the liquidation whereby a, the, a company is no longer solvent they don't have the liquidity to cover bills and, and, and salaries and so on and so forth uh, they liquidate as an entity and um, you know for example Wigan Football Club when when they went under I think creditors got paid 20p to the pound or something like that so if you were owed a thousand quid you got 200 quid back and now I think there are estimations that creditors of uh, bet index would get about five to seven pence to the pound back so um, and whether that sort of open bets staked bets or uh um kind of deposits i'm i'm not 100 sure so i'd love to just to go through that a little bit with you uh matt first and foremost because i know that traders are the first creditors in this kind of administration phase and where we're at just giving us like a, a little update on that because i know um that's been taken to to court to kind of try, try and get it over the line because there's been some difficulties i can imagine uh my gut is telling me the football index are being uh pretty shitty about this administration process which how they've treated their customers doesn't surprise me at all um so just just a little update on on that if if we may to start things off do you want to take yeah. that matter which i've been involved in this a bit yeah i mean you, you were on the you were on the the call weren't you so i mean do you yeah. want to yeah, yeah i think it's yeah. probably better if you do okay so sure. yeah so just in a nutshell um I I think the number about of about five p in the pound I think is probably a reasonable estimate of where we might end up, which is obviously not very much. Whether that is of deposits or open bets, it's going to be up to the court to determine. And timing wise, it could be up to a year before that ha- before that even comes into our pockets or anyone's pockets for various reasons. Um, you just got to appreciate that this is a legal process, and and there are two parties or more than even two parties involved, and there can be you know, requests for clarification, you know, time delays for various reasons. There's a Jersey court involved. There could be challenges to certain things. So that's what I would say as a summary. People should expect, you know, that may change. It may be a little bit more or less than 5p in the pound. It may be earlier than the year, but that's broadly what I'd say. Um, And yeah, in terms of the overall picture, that was always the first strand and is always the first strand Mm. of, um, you know, seeing what is legally able to be provided to creditors, i.e. FI customers, as you said, when a business goes under. But um, the administration and attempts to, sa- to save it failed. It's now being liquidated. Like that strand is, even though it will take time to unwind, it's basically 
at the end now so you know it, it's just a time thing and an amount thing uh, and that's that we won't get any more than around 5p in the pound of either deposits or open bets from that process yeah so we don't know if it's going to be uh open bets staked bets or, or or deposits it's just kind of a wait and see thing and, and and for a court to determine so that's number one um so i hope that kind of gives people listening a little bit more clarity because i think a lot of people are like you know the money's gone like where's the money going to come from and like i'm not saying that um that's not the right thing technically speaking that a lot of the money has probably gone into uh various other entities offshore accounts uh directors etc etc again like these aren't accusations these are just like um guesses on my part and 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 from some of the report we, we know that some of those things have happened and from some things that have come to light through through various outlets the second thing i guess is where if the government were to intervene matt and actually say okay this was a, a regulatory failure by a body which is government-led we have failed consumers of this country um we want to give x back and um i think a lot of people are skeptical of something like that happening uh there is some precedent along um you know things in, that have happened that are under fca des- jurisdiction um perhaps not in gambling directly but i'd love to get your thoughts on that as the the potential second strand um of redress for for fi customers yeah sure so um well the first of all the malcolm sheehan report found that there was regulatory failure so i think it's probably it's mm-hmm. right that we established that first of all uh, there were serious mm-hmm. failures from the from the gambling commission the fca uh were i think negligent and the, their um unwillingness to engage with 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 the commission i think that's pretty clear from from the sheet and report obviously as i mentioned before there are revelations that have come to light since that report was published there were things that were omitted from that report as well that perhaps should have been in, included um but anyway the 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 issue of regulatory failure i think has been established so now yep. it's a question for for government about what they do about this and uh, the position of government at the moment is they don't want to use taxpayers money to uh, provide uh, compensation uh, but that position can change that position uh, is subject to uh, changing as a result of political pressure and if enough MPs with enough affected constituents are, are calling for, for redress for some kind of compensation scheme to be set up, as they did with uh, London Capital Finance, as they did with um, other, okay, in the past, FCA-regulated organisations, um, compensation schemes have been set up. And there are mechanisms, even within the existing system, uh, or where money from regulatory settlements could be redirected in theory via the Gambling Commission to Football Index users to provide redress. Let's just say, for example, on net deposits. Um, it doesn't even have to be taxpayers' money, quote unquote, although we're all taxpayers. So, you know, every Football Index user is a taxpayer <laughs> as well. So I'm not really yeah. kind of convinced by, by that line, which is the current government line. Um, so as I say, I think it's it, it's as as with all these things, it's subject to political pressure. And if the government wants to set up a compensation scheme, then 
then they will. And uh, as ASP was saying, you know, that's this is all uh, an action that's parallel to you know what lead they are pursuing. But um, yeah, that's the kind of that's kind of where we are. Okay, but so sorry. it's so important that you got it. You got to get you got to get your letters to your MPs in, and you got to kind of follow up and 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 you know everyone on the everyone who's listening to this, everyone who's been affected. The more voices we have that are active, the more likely we are to succeed. I just want to say, um, this is my opinion. I mean, you can't people that are, to anyone's listening, like you, you shouldn't have really expected. I, I personally think for any government to suddenly just turn around after a review and be like, here you go, here's 124 million. We're really sorry. Like it's not, you know, the government, yes, in some ways the government is there to protect its citizens, but they're not really there to automatically just start doing things like that. Like they have lawyers, they have advisors, you know, they're, it's just never going to work like that. It's always something that is going to be pushed back from that we have to overcome. And that may even, yeah, there may even be another pushback after these, let- these letters, which just goes back to what I said before. You've got to write the letters and you've got to be determined that just in your mind, this was wrong and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my money back. Yeah, and to that point, it's like even if you don't get some money back, it's it's the principles trying as as hard as you can to to get there. Um, well, exactly. I, I, I mean, just sorry, just go on. on sorry. I mean, no, go on. That's what I don't like. Is like there are people out there that seem to think and will take what's happened to them lying down. Like we've all basically been royally, won't swear, effed, um, in not a nice place <laughs> in the body, and it's like. Are you, are you going to take that? Are you actually just going to take that lying down? Because I'm not, and we shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to say well said, but I'm unsure uh, if it was. <laughs> um, I just want to move on to the third point that I was going to talk about in an update. Um, Lee Day, uh, an email has just been sent whilst we started recording. Um, I don't know. I've just been trying to skim it while we were recording. That's why I went on mute. Um where, where where could they helpful uh, ASP in terms of our conquest for um for 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 redress? Like how uh, how are they helping exactly? I think there is also a lack of clarity on that from the community standpoint. I'm not saying that's FI Action's point fault or um, Lee Day's themselves point. I think it's just a complex matter that a lot of people just simply don't understand because, for example, myself, I have no legal background. I don't know what certain things mean from an administrative process. I've had to read up a lot on my, my own in my spare time to kind of understand the very basics of what's going on. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on what their role is currently and where it, how they could play a part in, in, in the future future okay uh probably what's helpful then is terminology so if we think about three things one we've already talked about which is um return of funds to creditors that was linked or is linked to administration liquidation we've touched on that redress is what i link to anything that we can get from the government and then damages i guess or settlement or anything like that but damages uh is related to a private legal claim, which in this case lead yeah. looking into. Now there is a little bit, from what I understand, uh, of a crossover in that. Well, and there has been because Lee Day, whilst they have really mainly been focusing on a private or, or multiple private claims, uh, legal claims, they have also been assisting a little bit with our work in trying to get redress from the government. Now, whether there is a further angle 
It's a complicated, it's a complicated area. I mean, historically, legal claims, legal claims against regulators are not that easy to uh, to do and to get damages from for various reasons. I, I have reason to believe in this case there may be some reasons why it, it might be not a lot more likely, but it's a bit different. Um, I think Lee Day uh, have an eye on that as to whether, you know, following what they've seen, there is an angle against the regulators. But by and large, they're looking at uh, private legal claims against the directors. So that is a case of, um, you know, has there been yeah, misrepresentation, fraud, breaches of uh, duties, various, any, any sort of legal act. They're looking at uh, civil and criminal cases against anyone that's relevant. So it could be the directors or any other influencing people. There's various legal terminology, but that's basically private legal claims. Another slight crossover again is that the uh, administrators, Begbies, as part of their duty, uh, they have a, a role in investigating themselves what happened with Football Index. Now, their investigations have only just started, but they have quite strong powers potentially to go against directors too, separate to lead A, which means it's possible there may be a sort of alignment of realisation of what claims are mm -hmm. with Begbie's and Lee Day, how that will be dealt with. I'm not sure it may, you know, there may be a joining together of, of the two. They may be separate. But that's broadly, that's broadly, that's broadly how this looks. You've got the creditors return of funds with the administrator and liquidation. You've got redress from the government and you've got damages uh, via private legal claims. That's what I think. And on the private legal claims against directors, um, from a Lee Day perspective, is it worth, I, I'm trying to be cynical here and, and trying to uh, play devil's advocate to some extent, is it worth their time at ASP to go after people that might on paper claim that they don't really have much money to be sued for, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, it's not, which is why part of what they're doing and have done, and, and again, this is a, this has been like a six, seven eight month process already, and it's continuing yeah. and there are more calls that are going forward. Yeah. Part of what they're doing, a big part of what they're doing um, is exactly related to what you said, is, is identifying and investigating potential sources of money and pots of money from people that are in the firing line that would yield uh, us and them, uh, you know, a result. Because ultimately, if this goes ahead, it's only going to be on a no-win, no-fee basis. Um, and they need to know that, you know, as much as they are genuinely, you know, they're an activist law firm doing this for us, obviously there has to be you know, enough in it for them as well. So that's a big part of what they're doing. And we'll know more about that, you know, as time goes on. Should we uh, go into the report a little bit? Um, I suppose the three of us have had time to uh, digest it a little bit. Um, big shout out to FI Tyler. Um, I think that's his handle, uh, who has done a stellar job of like, uh, uh, Taylor rather, sorry, not FI Tyler. There's so many FI accounts. Um, Taylor, FI Taylor, who's done a stellar job creating a, an amazing Google doc, um, for us specifically for this podcast that we'll whiz through and also just some amazing threads on, on Twitter and just general, uh, amazing investigative work. There's like one of, you know, several, uh, or dozens of different people who have, have played an amazing role, uh, on the timeline and behind the scenes to kind of help a lot of this stuff get forward. So, I mean, Matt, 
when you saw this report came came out, obviously it was like a, a long winded one, a couple hundred pages. What were some of the the biggest takeaways for you, other than okay, this is in black and white saying that the gambling commission failed, and as you mentioned, the FCA were were negligent. Yeah, for me, um, I think it's the fact that the uh, the gambling commission. The, the most the most revealing thing I think is has come out since the report, which is the Gambling Commission's line that seemingly weren't aware uh, from when they licensed it, and the claims as well that they weren't aware about the the differences in the in the year leading up to its collapse um, that were in that report are I think some of the claims that have been made by the gambling. Um, are inconsistent. Uh, what's come out since? There clearly wasn't a proper due diligence pro commission license for Boeing. I think that has its roots in desire to aim to permit gambling licenses in line with the 2005 Gambling Act. It's um, unfortunately it's a very liberalising piece of legislation, and, and the Gambling Commission has approved around 2000 online gambling licenses since uh, since inception so a, a huge amount of due diligence that needs to needs to be carried licenses but on on football index clearly they they didn't fully understand it but when by the time they tried to understand it they realized that perhaps it didn't fit in it within its regular they tried to get the FCA to, uh, to work with them pretty much stonewalling them for a long time. Um, it was it just everything was very cumbersome to react. Uh, and really, they I think one of the biggest takeaways from it is they could have stopped all of this. Uh, because if if what the gambling commission say is true, that they had enough cash reserves to is if they made the necessary cuts and this is back in 2019 then presumably they would have been able to honor open bets or refund open bets um or at least the dividend bets anyway for three years and they had pulled the plug on football index at that point if they had suspended the license or revoked the license at that point there wouldn't have been a run on the market. Everything would have been suspended, and everyone's stakes. Or everyone's, if what they're saying is true about three years of uh, cash reserves, everyone's uh, open bets could have been honoured for that for that duration, for that three year duration. Yeah. So, it, everything, yeah. I, everything, I, I think what's very revealing about this report is, first of all, there's not much interrogation of what the Gambling Commission has told Matchy, but what it has done. Is it's opened up, I think, more possibilities, more lines of inquiry out there. The more we have, and the regulators and the people responsible on the record saying things, and the Gambling Commission has said quite a bit since the report's been published, the better, frankly. I know it's very frustrating. I know it's very anger-inducing, the fact that it just feels like they don't get it. What they say, the better, and I, you know, I think it helps us because there's so, as I say, there's so many inconsistencies in, um, and yeah, I mean, reading 
that report uh, were, if they if they did have any faith in British regulation, would very quickly lose it, and particularly gambling regulation. The, the level and the standard consumer protection is abysmal. And uh, I, I'm, I am personally, you know, this is a personal kind of tangent, but I'm absolutely fed up with this notion and this this undercurrent. Whenever gambling regulation is discussed or talked about by politicians, policymakers, or regulators, that this almost sense that what they get. It's like their their own stupid fault for getting involved in in gambling and what they get what's coming to them. But this product was not marketed in that way. And the gambling commission, that's that's not acceptable because you know there should be consumer protection in gambling, and there's no, absolutely no reason why they you know why it should be the way it is. But this product, gambling anyway, and the gambling commission knew that they knew what they could see how it was being marketed. Their failure to act, their failure to their on self-reporting from the licensees is what these problems and. Uh, uh, yeah, I think there's plenty to go on there. Yeah, and I think um, th this is regulatory failure without a doubt, but like it's also um, laughable just how bad it, it has been um, during uh, Football Index's lifespan, but also since then. Like we've had uh, a new um, a chief executive, the Gambling Commission tell us that the previous chief exec and another long-standing senior executive there both leave at the same time had nothing to do with football index collapsing and then of course uh, Footstock and um, uh, the other product which I completely five yards five. Um, th this isn't like a this is like a, a gross failing um, by all means and I think it's uh, it, it's sad to be honest because it's it's impacted so many people's lives personally but also professionally you know like um i don't know the ins and outs of the footstock and the, and the five yards uh situation uh sports stack as well whereby they uh, suspended their market and refunded all, all all bets um because they saw that you know the regulatory the regulator repowers at hand that they were having to deal with on a on a on a consistent basis just did not understand what they'd licensed um and and with that particular product you're talking about kind of like two former uh very like top level goldman sachs traders right like it's it's kind of it's kind of mental to me that um you have on to the uh side where you have like on the football index side of things who were clearly you know uh not good humans who when shit got tough uh decided to make their users take the um kind of financial losses on the chin and then on the other side of things you have like clearly very intelligent people who tried to set up a product but realized that the gambling commission just were not equipped to regulate something like that so i think it's like it, it's it's a rung further as well because i mean Matt, you mentioned uh, legislation that's been in in the kind of UK since two thousand five. It's it's clearly not progressive enough to to handle anything more than than fixed odds betting, um, and and that has kind of ended up very very messily. And 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 sadly for us as football index users, we've been kind of the the guinea pigs that have been absolutely uh, decimated by it. But um, ASP, I want to I want to yeah, just no, I mean, uh, like, like, go on. Sorry, just, go on. Just, very, just very quick. Sorry, sorry, mate. Just very quickly, I mean, there's no, absolutely, absolutely no question that in the in the in the gambling review, 
the, the whole the whole system, the whole structure, regulatory framework is going to be overhauled. They will not let this yeah. happen again. But what we have to make sure is that Football Index users, thousands, tens of thousands of them who have lost millions, um, mm. aren't collateral damage. Yeah. There's no, it's not acceptable for the collateral damage. And I think, you know, the, the question of the government is, you're you're having a gambling review, you are not going to let this happen again because you're going to overhaul the gambling commission. You're going to introduce probably, all of these things. Why are you, why are you letting these people? Why are you allowing this a situation where these people are collateral damage? That is not acceptable. I, I want to move on to you and your thoughts on 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 the kind of um, the review. Um, like uh, just any any big points from that or anything that's happened since we we last recorded um well i just think look i guess i've always maybe been a bit outspoken and it's just the way it is i think just to just to color the picture of what people need to understand like my impression of this from the very beginning is that everyone in power has tried to basically and is trying to manage this situation out uh, and just yeah. move on to the gambling review uh, mm -hmm. so that, you know, things like this don't happen again. The Gambling Commission's internal report took like 18 months and they only published it. I don't know even if they've done it. They're not going to publish it. I don't even know if they've done it internally. But basically, I think it was maybe done around the time of the review. Like that screams they didn't. They were just trying to basically create something that looked like they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, John Whittingdale was the gambling minister before. I saw a letter from him way early on from one of the uh, constituents that DM FI Action. He's clearly, I don't know if Matt knows more about this, but he was clearly like, well, I don't know. He seemed quite pro-gambling and quite, you know, gamblers have lost money. Uh, and he, I'm sure, had a role in appointing Sheehan. They appointed, for people that don't know, Malcolm Sheehan has spent his life defending big pharmaceutical companies and other large corporations from group litigation. Like that for me, look, it's very difficult. And obviously if we're gonna be taken credibly, you can't start going around saying the whole thing was rigged. But my view in how parliament and, and, and the levers of power work is, I think he kind of knew why he was instructed. Like you don't go and instruct a lifelong defendant of rapists to start prosecuting you know, rapists. Okay. That's a terrible example because it wouldn't happen. But do you see what I mean? Like you're you're appointing the exact opposite person that would be relevant for something like this, which again, for me, is an influence of certain people in this. Notwithstanding that, we've now got this report. In the report, as Matt said, it's very, you know, it's very good in some ways in that it reveals stuff and it reveals failings. But What's also frustrating is actually it's even worse than what he said. Like we're already putting together documents that show what he didn't ask, what he didn't say, where he's just taken the gambling commission's word for it. But I mean, if you're asking about specific things, one of the first questions that I asked was the gambling commission said they only licensed a product that was issuance of three year bets, right? They didn't know about the trading and all that stuff. But OK, the first question for that way back at the beginning with what they licensed was one. Uh, in order to make sure gambling was fair and open, which is one of the statutory duties they have, what did they do? Because in my view, they should have ensured that dividends were payable for three years. How did they check that? They didn't. Uh, could Was this market um, like makeable, i.e. 200 markets of uh, odds on footballers in relation to a media algorithm, which has never been used before? Like, how did they even check that? I don't think they did. All this sort of stuff around what they did license has been got glossed over. 
Because basically, from what I understand so far, they did fuck all. Uh, and that wasn't addressed at all in the, in the report. And that's one of the first things. There's loads of other stuff, but um, it, it, it's easier if we just put it down on paper because there's, there's actually too much that's been well, not well, cross-checked let me, and cross-checked. Let me, let me, let me uh, read uh, verbatim some of the summary observations that, that Taylor has kind of got down on paper here. Um, the Gambling Commission were not thorough enough during the licensing phase and did not do enough to pick up on information that detailed changes to the unregulated areas of the platform. The Gambling Commission had numerous opportunities to intervene but chose not to as they knew it would reflect badly on them. They sought the help of the FCA rather than taking action themselves. The FCA were appalling throughout, constantly changing their mind, only coming to official decision after their collapse. They hadn't sought external legal advice until FI collapse. The Gambling Commission had hidden involvement of a forensic accountant. Football Index were largely unregulated for the entity of its six entirety of its six-year existence and made several changes without informing the Gambling Commission. The Gambling Commission effectively licensed something they knew nothing about. This meant FI used their reputation to gain trust via false pretenses. The Gambling Commission failed to properly deal with concerns um, when they became apparent twice in 2018, only acting when the FA got involved in the um in the fa got fa i don't know if, or fca involved in 2019 then they also failed to escalate the concerns when it was clear the fca were taking too long the gambling commission didn't know fi had a buying and selling feature for three years and didn't know fi offered instant sell for three years the only decisive action the uh, gc took was after fi collapse the gambling commission continued to license regulate regulate fi even after it knew that large parts of the product were unlicensed they knew that they had given a license to a totally different product for four years without noticing despite warnings they were too scared to act properly due to embarrassment for the organization football index was not considered a priority due to it deemed it's deemed small nature at the licensing stage no thought given to the complexity and the requirements that uh, that were brought on. The T's and C's were not evaluated for fairness in light of new legislation for over four years. The collaboration between the Gambling Commission and FCA was embarrassing. It was a game of hot potato. Neither wanted to be involved and uh, all of the ones to make decisions. The review confirms the Gambling Commission could have done more to protect customers and were too slow to react. They said when uh, the Gambling Commission became aware of the differences between the license and the actual product, they should have done more and there seemed to be no consequences. I mean, that's only really scratching the surface isn't it matt yeah it is but i mean there's enough there that's the i mean this doesn't go further honestly we know there's a mission because we know uh we know what's you know intimate detail what happened and obviously the, the things that aren't there we, we notice but there is enough there and they're engaging with their mps either if they want to just bar um, and when you do that, I encourage you obviously to, to personalize it. it. There is a challenge you to personalize it, but if you don't want to, that's fine. Um, when you do engage with your MPs as a result of those uh, those letters, then absolutely that Sheehan report that points to regulatory failure. You know, we want them to act on, on your behalf to, to push the government for redress. I, I think that that's perfectly reasonable. And of course, the Gambling Commission, they're trying to protect their, their reputation. This has come at a very difficult time for them because it's the middle of a gambling review and they will prove their own relevance going forward. They don't want to be completely drastically overhauled. Sadly, I think that, that I think that that's inevitable now. Um, and fighting, they're fighting their corner. They're trying to spin what happened. They're trying to uh, absolve themselves to some degree. But I just feel like that that's 
all. They're not. They've not done a very good job. Um, but as I said, don't let yourself get about some of the correspondence or some of the communication. Commission everything they is helpful in the long run. Hey, any any thoughts on, on that? No, I mean, it's like you said, what you read out is and what's in the review is and should be more than enough. Uh, what's needed is pressure. Um, and it's down to you, you know, there's information there in your review. Taylor's got his thread. We're going to be putting stuff out like people have to do some work, you know, prepare what you're going to say. You know, this is your chance. We've done a lot of work responsibilities on you here for a moment. And that's it. Like it's over to you and, and, and you need to you need to step up. Awesome. Um, is, is there anything else both of you want to touch on? We've been recording for, for kind of um, 40 minutes or so. I mean, we've touched on, on quite a lot. I think we've added a bit of clarity on the three potential ways that there could be redress for, for FI consumers, which hopefully can. I, I feel like we've done it every podcast, but I think it's important to continue to, to reiterate that, that there are more than three different ways that we could get some money back um at least so i hope that people kind of do understand that because i think the most prevalent question was like what do you what do you honestly think are the chances of us getting money back and i'm like again i have no idea what the answer to that is um i'm of the absolute personal opinion this is my completely personal opinion this is from someone who is um young dumb and has very little uh legal uh <laughs> like kind of background or understanding i think we'll get something back but i don't know what that something could be um but again as i mentioned and as asp has kind of compounded throughout the podcast like it's important that everyone kind of does their their bit and, and pulls their weight as much as they can do because um it, it's all it's all well and good kind of us uh checking in every six weeks and being like oh is there a letter we need to do um uh or is there a a, a tweet we should post blah 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 um which, which by all means i i totally appreciate because people want to get on with their lives but like any any kind of effort and time you can um sacrifice to this there are people like the fi taylors like the uh, mats like the zi daves of this world who are sacrificing hours and hours of their weeks uh, alongside kind of like very highly demanding jobs in, in 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 the week to kind of like try and push for consumer address as much as possible so really urge you get your letters out tweet as much as you can don't be abusive in in tweets let's try and do this with the kind of class and uh with the with the kind of goodwill that kind of the people that have taken money from us didn't have and the the ukgc didn't have and the fca didn't have so so let's try and make that clear as well can i just say one more thing um the other reason i can understand maybe a bit of citizen, people need to understand there's no precedent for this this is too absolutely this is completely new and that's what that's what people need to understand uh, there was the London Capital and Finance scandal, and yes, that was regulated by the FCA, but there was a question of non-regulation. You can go and read it. But this is an unprecedented situation where two regulators, major, major regulators, have failed. And that's why there's no precedent, because it's never happened before. So forget about, you know, what you think might happen. Just go for that. Like, go for what's happened. Tell the story. And you know in everyone's heart of hearts we know what happened was wrong so just go for what's right that's it forget about you know doubt and hope and all that stuff and if everyone does i'm pretty sure like you said we'll get something uh, th no, there's no question as well that the gambling commission would love to draw a line under it they'd love to so this will 
it won't work and it won't work partly because anywhere doesn't you know we're going to keep fighting for it and we've still got obviously i think a viable avenue to to putting pressure on the government via their mps i think that that's still very much uh to get redressed through that obviously we've got lead day um and we've got the the, the potential for damage yeah, probably a bit more clarity on that next month so there's so so many possibilities that are still very much open to us and you know we aren't going anywhere be fighting and don't let them don't let them win if we stop we let them win nothing could have happened till now sorry just to last point like we only just got the review last month like nothing could have even happened before then so i know it's gone on for a while but this is actually just the beginning before was actually just the administration yep. getting the review and waiting for the review and nothing has actually happened so that's why this is just day one like this is the start and just on the president point it's like it's very difficult for uh for us to say or anyone to say yes we're going to get money back because as matt mentioned as as has mentioned this is absolutely unprecedented like we have a chance to actually through the the kind of like powers that be and also through our like uh, effort um as a community to really create that precedent to create a a page in history whereby like consumers were royally fucked by uh a really shitty entity um by lack of consumer protection via two separate um government um led and organized um regulators we have a chance to create that precedent um so it's kind of difficult and, and actually slightly meaningless to say you know what our chances of address are blah 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 because as we've all mentioned there is so little precedent and all we can do is try our very best and and and, and see where we get to absolutely I think we'll end it on that point, um, unless anyone has any final thoughts. But um, it, it's been great having you both on. Um, Matt, any, any final thoughts and, and kind of a, a sign-off from yourself? Um, not really, just to, just to encourage everyone to go to cleanupgambling.com forward slash FI, fill that out, send it off as quickly as you can. And uh, I mean, I've lost count. Uh, probably looks like a... Uh, it's just since it went live this afternoon, so... Um, yeah, keep keep them going okay. and uh, and just keep us in the loop as well about any meetings that you might have the back of it. I mean, we're accessible through the well, I'm accessible. Sorry. You can to at Matzab or you can message the app. Uh, just That's know how, how how it's going. But please, if you if you can get the meeting, then then pursue that and uh, uh, keep. And ASP? Uh, there were some questions. If you've got any questions, just send me a DM and I'll answer them. But I think we've covered most things, to be honest. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I uh, hope you didn't get bored of uh, our voices and hope you uh, learned something or gained some clarity from that. Um, if you've got any questions, address them to FI Action email or DM or just on Twitter. And uh, hopefully um, we'll kind of get something from somewhere at some point in the future. But it's not going to be quick. Um, and uh, yeah, just keep the faith and, and, and keep pushing.